Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's games are Pro Wrestling and WrestleMania for the NES. Pro Wrestling was developed by Nintendo's R&D3 team and published by Nintendo in Japan in October of 1986 for the Famicom Disk System. Ooh. It was then released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America in March of 1987 and in PAL territories in September of 87. Oh, wow. Yeah, not, not too far off for a change. Cool. This game was designed and programmed by one man, Nick. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it was almost entirely done by... Masato Masuda, and he actually left Nintendo shortly after making this game. Uh, is this the guy who went on to do Fire Pro Wrestling? Yeah, he then went to work for uh, Try, which became Human, and that is the company that then started the Fire Pro Wrestling series. Man, I, I gotta check it out. Yes, because it has become synonymous uh, as time went on as the main wrestling series and the most uh, nuanced of them all. I think even at some point, the most popular N64 and possibly even uh, beyond that, wrestling games for WWE or WWF, mm-hmm. depending on how old you are, <laughs> um, were actually based off of their engine. I see. Well, yeah, that's it's always been held in high regard, but I have never crossed paths with it, so it's uh, something I need to fix. There was a new one that came out, I think, two or three years ago, so that's the, the yeah. final entry in the series. And it is available, I'm pretty sure, on uh, PCs. Cool. Nick, what kind of game is pro wrestling for the NES? Well, this might come as a shock, but pro wrestling is a wrestling game. Yes, and uh, as such, you're not going to be doing a lot of jumping just around. No, no. So there's no dedicated jump button in this game. No, no, not at all. And since we are going over two games, and these are wrestling games, we're just going to go over the basic movesets here, and we'll talk about the more specific moves per character later on in a character-by-character section. Alrighty. So in this game... You have, uh, of course, two buttons, and your A button is mainly used for your kick, and your B button is mainly your punch. That's right. But that's not the only thing you can do in this game. Luckily, you can uh, run the ropes, so you can run and bounce off of them. That's right. You can run by double tapping left or right. And then you can also uh, grab opponents. Yeah, which just kind of automatically happens when you approach them. Yes. And then from that grab, everyone can do a series of... Moves from that, like a Irish whip or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. body slam, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I think also everyone has some sort of clothesline maneuver or a attack from running when they are running off the ropes. That's right. There's, depending on A or B, you can hit, you have two varieties there where you can do like the, usually the B a, yeah, is like the high knee and the A is a, usually an arm yeah, maneuver. Yeah. And then every character can also climb to the top turnbuckle. And in this game, it's done at the top of the screen. Yeah, only at the, the top two yes. turnbuckles. The bottom two, you can't go near. Don't, don't even bother. Don't. Yeah, not worth your time. But once you're up there, then you also usually get a different move depending on which button you use. Yeah, I think like a knee drop or a like a splash or something. Yeah, and right? I think it does depend on the character as well. Right, right. Now, this game does have a few different modes. You have uh, one player versus the computer, which is the standard mode. And in that mode, you have to defeat... All of the wrestlers. That's right. There's a grand total of six playable characters. So you have to beat five other ones to capture the belt. And then once you have the belt, you must defend it from those wrestlers twice each. That's right. So it's ten matches. And then at the end of that, there is one more match to be had where you defend it from uh, a mystery character you've never been able to play. Ooh, yes. Yes, it's the Great Puma. Yeah, and apparently he is extremely hard, quite the challenger. So I've heard. But for the vast majority of us, we'll be playing two-player mode, which is uh, just you each select a different wrestler, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you wrestle. Battle it out. Now, one thing that makes this game interesting is that there is a referee in the ring with you. Yeah. So your pins don't start counting out the second you get them down. No, he's got to work his way over there and start start tapping. Which is cool. It's a little more realistic. Yeah, and I mean, there's even a cameraman outside the ring. Yeah. I don't know. If you can run into him, or I've never interacted. Now, you can also leave the ring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how you do it, 
but I have done it. I've never done it unless I've already been thrown out. Or, or I've not, I've done it once I knocked someone out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can do it if, if you're both in the ring, kind of? I, right. I don't know. And another thing that makes this game interesting is there is no energy meter. Yeah, that kind of makes it a little difficult to tell how much progress you're making. Yeah, in fact, you have no clue. The only way you know is when the other character kind of leans over and pants. Yeah, you do get some audio cues when you have reached, I don't know, halfway, and then when you're almost down, you'll hear some little buzzer rings, you know? Mm -hmm. But I already knew I was getting my butt kicked by then. I didn't need it, you know? And that's what really makes this game, I think, pretty challenging is the fact that you really never know when it's best to pin your opponent because that's the final thing you can do. When your opponent is laying down, you can hit A and you will pin the opponent and you have to get that three count. But it's very hard to determine you know, if the opponent is hurt enough to take that three count. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just we keep pinning them just to try to find out, you know? Yes, indeed. And then if, if you are outside of the ring, something that was different for me is that you have 20 seconds to get back in before you're counted out. Instead of the standard uh, 10 seconds that we find in most American wrestling. Yeah, I don't know if this is a, that's a, you know, Japanese rule from the 80s, maybe. It was 20 seconds or whatever, but there it is. Well, we all know that in actual TV wrestling, you get, you know, 10 seconds, and then they start counting the 10 seconds very slowly. Oh, yeah, well, it's like, it's... You know, it's hard to count to 10, so you really got to give these refs some some leeway. Yeah, well, they're usually only used to going up to three. Right, right. That's, you know, outside their wheelhouse. And these matches are five minutes long. Which is long. Yeah. That is a long match to have. It is. It surely is, yeah. WrestleMania was developed by Rare and published by Acclaim in North America in January of 1989. And I think that's it. (laughs) There was not enough uh, WWF presence in the rest of the world for it to matter. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that that would be my theory. I Man, even if there was, there's I mean, there's not a lot in this game to tempt people, you know, I guess. Well, Nick, this was um, the first WWF NES game and only the second WWF game licensed. Oh, was it really? Second game? Okay. Yeah, the very first one was called Micro Wrestling. Oh, okay. And it was on the Commodore 64 and uh, whatever the weird Atari oh, okay. computer was as well. All right, all right. But let's go back to the game itself real quick. It was uh, really interesting because the music for this game was done by David Weiss. Yeah, he's done quite a few games for Rare, and generally his music is always very good. Yeah, let's uh, just hit the list a little bit. He did Wizards and Warriors, Mm -hmm. one of your faves. Yeah, yeah. He uh, did Anticipation. Okay. Which I think we're going to have to get to at some point. I've I've never played it, but I do see it pop up from time to time, and everybody talks about the music and how awesome it Uh, is. Bill made me play it, and it's a weird game, but definitely worth talking about. He also is responsible for the music in Marble Madness, NARC, Super Glove Ball, but most most well known, the entire Donkey Kong Country series, right? That's, and DK Racing, yeah, the strong suit of that game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and he was with them all the way up through the most recent one, uh, DK's Tropical Freeze. Really? Yeah. Wow. Still kicking. Exactly. Good, good job, David Wise. Now, another thing we need to point out is that we are referring to them as the WWF at this point in their history. They were still the World Wrestling Federation. And for those that are uh, confused, they were that for many years when they consolidated lots of the wrestling territories from around the United States, Mm -hmm. but were then sued by the World Wildlife Foundation. For some reason. And uh, for all of the brand confusion that was being caused. Yeah, well, you know, they they go in the same circles, clearly. And uh, they lost that lawsuit and then were forced to change their name, which they have, to World Wrestling Entertainment, which sadly made them give up the greatest logo of all time. Oh, yeah. That old WWF logo is just... Classic, man. Oh, it is a piece of work. They had to get the F out. They did, and uh, they replaced it with a scraggly E that I'm not a fan of. (laughs) But it looks like barbed wire sometimes. It is definitely extreme, (laughs) or was when they introduced it. (laughs) And if you haven't noticed, Nick and I also are fans of the world of wrestling. Sure, yeah. Uh, I think we'll talk about that more in our personal history, because I don't think there's a lot else to talk about there. Right, right. And then finally, this game was a tie-in for WrestleMania three. Okay, yeah. It came out just a month or two before it, mm-hmm. and it features the same tagline, bigger, 
better, better. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. I was wondering where that was from. It looked familiar in the title screen. And then many of the wrestlers that are in this game were featured in that WrestleMania. Yeah, I get a little snapshot of the late 80s roster. Yes, indeed. Well, Nick, what kind of game is WrestleMania for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Well, in a, in a big curveball, it's a wrestling game as well. It is, and it's very similar in gameplay to pro wrestling. Sure, you have a, a few differences, like uh, the matches are only three minutes here. True, and then, again, this is uh, a wrestling game, so there's no jump button. And in turn, you're going to have your two main attack buttons. There is the quick move and the slow move, which is usually a punch and a kick. Right. As your A and B. Different varieties throughout the, the roster. Now, one thing that is a big difference is that to pin an opponent, you must hit A and then up and down. Somehow, I could barely get this to work uh, frequently. Yes, it is very, very hard to do. For me, it was a miracle whenever I would actually jump down. I was so excited. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just standing there beating up this guy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and in this game, you have a couple extra moves. If you hit B and up, you do kind of an eye poke or a slap. Sure, sure. And then if you're fa facing opposite of the enemy and hit both buttons, you'll do a backwards hit. Yeah, yeah, which there's a lot of double but the, the dreaded A and B input here that I could not get any of these to work reliably. No, not at all. I was never able to body slam anyone once. And then in this game, you also have a health bar. That's true. You do get, yeah, your energy meter there. And that energy meter can be refilled by standing around. Mm -hmm. Or there are some very strange power-ups that will bounce across the top rope. Yeah, every character has their own little icon that'll come in and that'll charge you up a little bit. And only your character's icon will fill you up. But you can intercept the other character's icon to keep them from getting them. That's right, yeah. Now, in this game, you can also get to the top turnbuckle, but it's a little different from the other one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you do it on all four? I don't know, because I only did it once on accident. Like okay. I was way out of control here. <laughs> uh, and I think it only works on the bottom two turnbuckles, or at least those are the um, only two that I could get it to work on. Okay, okay. Did you ever get it to work on the top? I don't think, no, no. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and once you're up there, then every character has a different move it does, and then uh, it's kind of an auto-aim on that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But in this game, you can also run the ropes where uh, you can bounce off them, but you don't double tap for this one. No, unfortunately, this is a weirder where while you're running, you press A, and you have to hold it down, and you'll go into kind of run mode. But if you hit the ropes, then you can let off A and keep running. Right, right. So it's a little weird. It is awkward. It is a strange thing. And then I think um, you only have one attack from that run. Is that correct? I th Yeah, I think it depends. It's different for each Different right. characters sometimes, you know, Bam Bam has his cartwheel, but no one else does. So one big difference, too, is that unlike pro wrestling, there's no, like, grapple state Correct. in this game. It's kind of like a wrestling game without wrestling. Yeah, instead it's more just hitting. Yeah, poorly. And that's one thing that Fire Pro really became known for was the grappling mechanic it introduced. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it, especially, you know, I was pretty impressed with pro wrestling, so... Yeah. Now, in this game, you don't have that referee in there. So when you pin someone, the pin starts the clock, the countdown immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get a little one, two, three numbers come spawning out of them, kind of. Yes. And this game has uh, quite a variety of modes of play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do have their uh, tournaments that you can run up to six players, I think. Yeah, because you can either play it uh, you versus the computer. And I think you just go through every character at once. Yeah, I think. And then win. I guess. Not a lot documented about this game online. And spoiler <laughs> alert, we neither beat it. <laughs> and then you can also play a tournament mode where you can either play one-on-one -on -one or you can play as many other characters as you want. And you'll trade off. Mm -hmm. Everyone picks their own player. Right. And it's up to six players, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a feature that, I, that's one of the strongest features of this game, I would say. Yeah, I can. Yeah, for sure. Well, Nick, Pro Wrestling is a flagship game for Nintendo. It, it was one of their black box games. Yes, yes. And it is, you know, one of their core early sports mechanic games with some weird things going on. So please tell me it has a pretty decent manual. It does. It does. I will say this uh, little inside baseball. Um, if you're looking for this manual online, go to Digital Press. Yes. Because all the other ones are missing three or four pages in the middle. 
that I didn't realize. I kept looking at this manual trying. I, I didn't understand how it didn't explain any of your attacks. And I, I, I was baffled until <laughs> finally I noticed where I was like, oh, it jumps from seven, page seven to 12 here. So hmm. I found a different version of the good one. And uh, this manual weighs in at 16 pages. Not too bad. It's uh, black and white. As you would expect from this era of, of manual. Mm -hmm. It's got uh, plenty of screenshots, and it does have... The only artwork really are like examples, demonstrations kind of, of the different moves and what they look like. Not any character bio art? No, you, you do get uh, face portraits. Okay. Very briefly, but that's about it. Um, really, the, big, the beef of this entire manual are these big charts they have, which list all the moves and the inputs, how to do them, the variation amongst characters from the same kind of template. Mm -hmm. And I've been feigning uh, the fact that I didn't know what this looked like, but I, I had to go find this to understand how to play this game. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, there's, there are a lot of different inputs for this game, so. Yeah. And, and, and in, in a good way, so it takes a little getting used to, but uh, I think this uh, manual does a good job of introducing them. Yeah, now there are two parts that tell you their moves and then another section of just the chart of their moves, which I think is cool because depending on how you process information, you've got both aspects there for you. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, Nick, we have the manual for WrestleMania, which is a licensed property with plenty of graphics to pull from. How did Acclaim do when publishing this? Well, this manual is... 30 pages. It is. Yes, it's beefy. It's color. Mm -hmm. You have uh, plenty of color screenshots and actual photos of the wrestlers in their bio section. I know, because I, too, went to find this manual to learn how to play this game. Yeah, I was a little excited at first because 30 pages, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Until you realize that they don't even get to the controls till page 12 because the previous 11 are explaining how to use the menus and do those stupid tournaments, which are very self-intuitive. And they didn't need that. No. And then there is a couple pages of bio information, though. Yeah, yeah. And you do have, you know, a performance chart, which has all the characters' moves. Mm -hmm. And then they're listed again in the character bio section, where it's just one character's moves instead of the whole chart. You know? Right. So you got that there. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I was getting the two instruction booklets conflated. Yeah. So, I mean... It's there. It's really, it's 30 pages. You're just looking for that one chart, really. Um, and it's really fun to see that little, like, one paragraph uh, snapshot of the wrestler's career at that point. Like, what they sure, were, yeah. how they were thought of in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does do a decent job of letting you know how to control this game. Because without it, I had no clue. Right, right. And then afterwards, I could almost do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, that's not the manual's fault, though. Agreed. Well, then what was your previous history with pro wrestling? With pro wrestling, um, I rented this game. Mm -hmm. I remember it. I don't remember getting far. I probably spent most of the time in two players. I think this was a game that was at some people's houses, but since it wasn't WWF, we were just like, meh. Yeah, I remember playing it once or twice, but no, I never really put any time into it. I could tell you Starman was in it and the Amazon, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then what was your personal history with WrestleMania, Nick? Uh, this was another one I remember renting. Mm -hmm. And I remember this being a different game because I actually uh, had said we should do this because I thought I owned this game. But apparently I owned its sequel, WrestleMania Challenge. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe that one's better. I remembered this one because this was one of the first games I remember renting that mm -hmm. I had to pretend to not hate because my parents had spent the money. I gotcha. And so I had to play it a little bit when they were watching and then they would leave and just ugh, go back to something else because this one was a stinker. Now, what is your personal history with the world of wrestling, Nick? I think like most kids who grew up in the 80s, it was pretty, it had achieved a level of awareness kind of, you mm -hmm. know, so it was big. I knew all the, you know, wrestlers. I, I didn't get to watch it that often. Uh, I did because where I lived, they had the Saturday Supercade. So during the, you know, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan's Big heyday. Okay, okay. I was able to watch that show, which is a highlight show, on Saturday mornings after cartoons. Oh, cool, yeah. But I also, you know, was uh, watched rock and roll wrestling okay, okay, a bit, and I was a huge fan of Mr. T. Oh, so sure, his yeah. adjacent roles to wrestling and being in that first WrestleMania all tied it in for me as a thing I was really into when I was real little. Yeah, I was in there too. That's part of the reason I was excited and wanted to rent WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And but. the reason I got WrestleMania Challenge for Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Now, I think for both of us, we kind of fell out of wrestling as we got a little older. And yeah. even through the beginning of the Attitude Era, we weren't really into it at all. No, I, Yeah, that, I missed out on that stuff, unfortunately. But uh, after college, when uh, a good friend of ours invited us over to watch wrestling with him often, with the enticement of free beer, 
<laughs> we got back into watching it and uh since then have stayed you know fans to a degree i don't watch the weekly shows really anymore but i do mm. try to keep up on it a bit and we'll usually get together for the big wrestlemania or the royal rumble yeah yeah so if you wanted to know our bona fides for the world of wrestling that's that <laughs> there you go that brings us to our more recent experience with these two games nick first pro wrestling uh yes um i i won the belt nice or i'm sorry i won the vwa belt yes the not the vwf that one that's the one you get from great puma oh gotcha yeah so i had done that uh which wasn't too bad Mm -hmm. did you go through every character yeah um well i I played through most of them i did this with starman he was the one i had the most luck with and the most fun with for me yeah and uh once i got to about halfway through the title defense, I think I was on defense six or seven, and it was just, it was really hard. So, I bet. And I was cheating to, you know, a save state so I could keep starting this match over, and it was just uh, pretty frustrating, so I, I tapped out. Well, I played this game a bit, I'd say for probably about an hour and an hour and a half. A little bit solo, but mainly two-player. Okay. Uh, my son and daughter both jumped in, and we'd switch around to all the different characters to see what they could do. Okay. And I had a pretty good time with it that way, but... Not a good enough time that made me want to sit down and try to beat the game. Well, it was so easy at first. I thought this would be really short. Mm-hmm. And then it just seems like once you get to the title defense, you know, you're just fighting the same guys over, but they just seem to have way more life or take less damage. Yeah. My experience with the one player was pretty brief. I went through a couple matches and I, I didn't find it to be too terribly hard, but I had read online that it does get insanely hard as time goes on. Yeah, I, I didn't read that, so I wasted some. <laughs> In fact, uh, the Great Puma, I think, has been put in there as some of, one of the hardest bosses of all time yeah so maybe he is i don't know i couldn't even get there so uh i'm hoping that that the switch uh they have these versions of the games called the special edition versions where they will or sp versions i think where they will put you at the very end of a game in the save state uh, okay for their uh virtual console thing yeah and uh they have one you know after you beat ridley after you beat craid in metroid okay okay i think it would be cool to put one in this where because it just came out recently uh where you are at, at the great puma so you could at least check them out see what it's like sure yeah and then that brings us to wrestlemania which uh i also played for about well i'm not gonna say an hour and a half that'd be a total lie we <laughs> went through all of the characters once and that was about enough for me yeah i i played around and it was probably an hour because it's, i'd say i put about an hour into it like playing different characters i was really i was just trying to win a match or do a body slam. I had these list of goals, and I could not. I, I was able to win one match, barely. Congratulations. I guess. I really spent a lot of my time in that version, just marveling at the great music this game had. It does. It's it's got some good tunes for sure. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would just like to start by asking the question: When did wrestling games become fun or good? No, that's a little too harsh. Uh, pro wrestling isn't bad, but it's not great. I I mean, I guess because of WrestleMania, I did not play any wrestling games for a long time. You know, here and there, um, play a few. I think there was like Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. I think I remember yeah. playing that. But in general, I think first beat-em-ups and then fighting actual fighting games kind of scratched that itch. So I, I kind of stayed away. Mm-hmm. So I, I really can't say. And there are a bunch of wrestling games, starting with the Nintendo 64, that have a really huge following to this day. And I'm kind of sad I missed out on those. Yeah, man. I Yeah, I can't say how they went, you know. But I actually had a lot of fun with the two-player aspect of uh, at least pro wrestling and a little bit of WWF. Because anytime you get another human in there, it's always a little more fun. Well, sure. And if, you know, say like in WWF, in WrestleMania, you know, if you're suffering these crappy controls so are they so it's it evens out a little bit yeah uh uh-huh and then you're both just running back and forth you're like come on come on or trying to entice them into the bottom corner where they're like i know you're just going to climb that turnbuckle right Uh, but one of the other things that really i think uh sets the wrestlemania part is it's a it's actually goofier i think than pro wrestling oh definitely i think the the graphics are much goofier yeah because everyone's a little squat in this very much so They're, they're very paunchy you know spare tires and stuff i they look very weird and they have a very high walk when they move around <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's very comical in fact both of my kids were like why do they walk so weird yeah well and it's i found myself i'm below the person i'm trying to get on their left and you know we're both so fat it's hard to get around each other moving you know i, I spent a lot of time in any given match just 
waddling around this, you know, trying to get around each other to do anything. Like yeah. it was, it was pretty comical. And my biggest problem with it is that the hitboxes in this one are very, very weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's just you know, with everyone having a different speed of movement for their attack, I have no clue when or if I'm going to hit the other the other person. For sure, yeah, and again, barely being able to do anything. You know, I I picked Hulk Hogan at one point because I read that he was the best or overpowered, maybe. I was an Ultimate Warrior guy. Right, right. I did enjoy listening to The Real American in its 8-bit glory. Right, right. But Hulk Hogan did not help at all. I was just standing there doing his weird uppercut smash thing, I don't know, over and over and just trying in between, finally knocking them down, hoping that I'm just going to go... I'm going to go nuts on this controller and hope I pin him somehow because I could not do it. I could not do it. And then the other thing that draws out the matches in this one is that since they can get their health refilled, like you really have to just like police the top area. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird experience too because at least WrestleMania, it's all blackness outside. It's like an empty arena or something. <laughs> right, yeah. But I guess WWF got all the tickets sold, you know, to the World Wildlife Fund or something. So, but you know, in pro wrestling, you get a crowd, which sounds suspiciously like the crowd in Punch Out. I think. Mm, I'll have to look into that one. But yeah, overall, pro wrestling just had a lot more fun going on. We, we were able to grasp the controls at one point, and then you could actually have a really decent versus match. Like I, I knew what I was doing. I was like, all right, I'm going to suplex you. Boom. Yeah, it, it took a minute, but there's a lot of, you could tell these people liked pro wrestling and understood what other people liked about it. So mm-hmm. it was here in the game. Yeah. And, you know, when you run off the ropes, it does have a little bit more of like a real feeling to it. And your hitboxes aren't as insane. Like you can easily do a dive, you know, from that run and hit the other person. Yeah, for sure. The variety of moves is great. It, I felt like the attacks... You know, like your standing punches and normal kicks are a little slow. They're, they feel yeah. a little weird, but it didn't. It didn't. But you uh, should have played WWF first. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it is. It's great. You have a lot of different uh, attacks and stuff, so it was fun. To, it, and they found a really effective way to map all these different moves in a semi-intuitive fashion on on a two-button controller. Yeah, because you know, going into that grapple, that just basically then sets you up for a whole different move set. Like once you're locked up, it's like, well, whoever can do their move, I guess, first. Yeah gets it off yep so you want to yeah and then like certain moves you know like the brain buster or things they you don't want to try them early on it won't work until they've been beat down a little bit yeah and there's a lot of that that is more realistic definitely definitely more like an actual wrestling match yeah you have that like wrestling logic where if you bounce off of ropes you're moving faster so you're you'll do more damage or off the top turnbuckle more damage outside the ring more damage different ways it, it makes sense in a, in that fashion yeah, and like you said, you're not going to use your big moves or your super moves until they're wore down because, you know, you're not going to waste them early on. Right. Because if you do, they'll be able to counter and usually be able to hit you a couple times. Uh, yeah, definitely. And especially once you start defending your title, you don't want that. Yeah, I didn't get that far, but uh, I definitely had a good time in that two-player mode. And they get a point, too, from me for not using the A plus B input at all. In not at all. Wrestling. Beautiful. Well, this is the part of the show where we would normally go level by level, but there are no levels. Instead, we've been saving the characters of these games for this portion. Oh, yeah. So we're going to start with pro wrestling. And your starting player is always highlighted as Fighter Hayabasa. Yeah, and uh, I guess this guy, at least from what I've read, is based on Antonio Inoki. I'm not too familiar with... I know the name. He's one of the, the biggest greats of uh, Japanese wrestling, but mm-hmm. I, I've never watched a single match. So, And his signature move is the back brain kick yeah i could never get this to work i don't even think i saw the computer do it to me yeah because you have to be in front of and below the opponent in a weird position to do it yeah and he kind of flips around a bit and kicks them in the back of the head yeah i'm sure it's pretty awesome but i also never got it off now the other thing about this game versus uh you know i would say wrestlemania does have more signature moves per character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of the moves in this game are very similar for each of the characters and they really only have the one big move different generally you have yeah one or two like signature moves that just replace another move in the standard move set Mm -hmm. and uh hayabusa is your standard just looking uh wrestler he's a japanese guy yeah black trunks trunks, yeah uh he always seems he's always the first one you wrestle generally unless you are him correct i think he's kind of the, the weakest Next up, we have, uh, well, one of the two fan favorites of this game, mm-hmm. and that would be Starman. Yeah, Starman. His I... nation is Mexico? Yeah, I, which is something I never connected as a child, but now I can see where with the mask and stuff, okay, he's got a luchador thing going on. Yes. 
I just thought it was a weird guy in a big pink suit, but um, he's who I used for the most parts of this game. Because he is cool looking. He has a big star on his face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a masked wrestler. And uh, on a side note, the pretty cool wrestler Cody Rhodes paid tribute to him at one point as Stardust. And he had the star on his hands, on his gloves. They would sure, hold yeah. over his face. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, That was a cool character for a minute. Mm-hmm. And he gets two special moves, which is one of the reasons I used him a lot as well. Sure, yeah. You've got his uh, somersault kick. Mm-hmm, which is down plus A when which, you're grappling. Yeah, which would replace... He doesn't have a pile driver, unfortunately, that mm-hmm. takes that spot. But this is a pretty cool, you know, kind of flip kick thing. Yeah, it looks cool. I did it a lot. It tends to get a rise out of the crowd usually, so that's pretty cool. It is. And it is just nice to see that they really put in the effort of these extra animations for each of the characters. Yeah. He also has a flying uh, cross chop, which I use a bunch as well. Yep, yep. That's the go-to anytime you're running. Uh, and, and that replaces his clothesline lariat move. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. But overall, you know, a pretty quick and agile luchador-style wrestler. Yeah, I tried to... See, this game, I really wish I had a life meter so I could gauge the strength of things on different people because I feel like maybe he doesn't deal as much damage or, you know what I mean, like right. than other characters, but I really can't back it up, so I have no data. And uh, Next, we have the strangely named Ken Korn Karn. That's right. This is the brother of Richard Karn, who played Al on Home Improvement. Okay. He's no, um, this guy, I guess he's based on Killer Khan. Oh, okay. I, I read it. I don't know. I'm not even familiar with he's it. He's from so. Korea. Yes, he's a large Korean wrestler. And he is your standard bigger guy. Yeah, and uh, he has his special moves are just replacing his normal attacks, kind of. He has the what the Mongolian chop, yeah, a big heavy chop, and then his what's his, the kick he's got. The karate kick. The karate kick, okay. And I guess those do more damage because he's a larger gentleman. I saw him uh, kind of derided online where people say he was the worst because he doesn't get any special throws. Gotcha. I don't know. And next up we have the giant panther. Yeah, and I saw everyone comparing him to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he has a similar look, same color hair. But I really think it's more like Kerry Von Erich because that guy was, you know, a big guy with long blonde hair, but he used the iron claw. Mm. was his actual move. So. Gotcha. Either way, very tan fellow. And he is from Nation Unknown, but probably USA. Mm, yeah. And as you said, he does have the Iron Claw, which is a grapple move, and that's a left or right, Pretty plus sweet. A when you're in there. Yeah. And then also a headbutt, which is a second grappling move. Pretty sweet, yeah. But yeah, like that move set doesn't really scream Hulk Hogan to me, so that's why... I don't know. Not that I've, again, full confession, I've never seen a Kerry Von Erich match, so I'm not the guy to ask. How dare you? How dare I? And then next up, we have the other fan favorite, and that would be the Amazon. Yeah, this monstrous fish creature. A nation unknown, but I'm going to say Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Come on. Uh, and it is literally the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, and he's apparently one of, a heel because he does some cheaty stuff, you know, part of his moves. Gotcha. Well, because one of his signature moves is a bite, the yeah. piranha bite. Don't want to mess with that. I hated this move because my kids played with him a lot. See, and again, like I was saying with the power, like he seemed like he had some really strong moves because of the cheat. You know, like... Yeah, that piranha bite seemed to knock me down a lot. And uh, and it takes a while. Like, he does it for longer <laughs> than the other moves. And what's what's his other, the grapple? The outlaw choke? Yeah, where he's got something in his hand. Yeah. I always thought it was a broken bottle because that's what it looks like, <laughs> but I don't think that's supposed to be there. But it's cool because when he does that move, the ref moves to the other side. So right. it's like he can't see him right. getting you. So that, that was a nice touch. Yeah, and that's also just a grappling move as well. Sure. But um, I didn't use him as much, but I fought him a lot. He's tough. I had problems. Oddly enough, it was always him and Ken Corn Karn that give me the most trouble against the computer. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, Then we have one more fighter, and that would be King Slender. King Slender himself. Also from the United States. Mm -hmm. I think he's supposed to be a Ric Flair guy. But Mm -hmm. again, his moveset doesn't really (laughs) follow that, I guess. Well, he only has one signature move, which is why he's not that fun either. Yeah, the backbreaker. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool looking, and I guess it does a bunch of damage. I get, I tried to do it whenever I could because I liked it. You know, I played as him for a bit, but uh, didn't really notice anything special, you know? Right. And then there is that one more character, the Great Puma. The Great Puma, yeah. And you don't get to play as him. Unfortunately, no. But he is a masked wrestler as well. Yeah, and he apparently, I, I've heard that he's supposed to be uh, one of the Tiger Mask guys. Don't know. There have been like four or five of them throughout the years. Um, 
Oh yeah, is that where Tiger Millionaire comes from? Maybe, yeah. Combination of the Tiger Mask family and Ted DiBiase. Could be, yeah. It's uh, DiBiase. But this guy, uh, his big deal is that he can use, I think, everyone's special moves. Yeah. Don't know from personal experience because I couldn't get there. And now we have the characters for the wwf game wrestlemania and these are not fictional characters they are real human beings that's right and starting off we have bam bam bigelow that's right bam bam bigelow the beast from the east he was a big guy he was in ecw towards the end there right Mm -hmm. and at this point in time his gimmick was that he was kind of like a cop and his big gimmick was that he had a flame motif yeah i don't really remember him much i remember as a kid i didn't know him so he was wasn't in my lexicon yes he was um Managed by Sir Oliver Humperdinck. And uh, as you said, uh, I think he's best known actually for dropping the title to Rob Van Dam in ECW. Oh, right. Yeah. I think giving Rob Van Dam his very first title. Well, and he's one of these like super big guys who was actually quick and agile. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Umaga or some of these fellas. Like that's why one of his, his special running moves is the cartwheel. Like he legit as a big guy could do that. Yeah. IRL. It's pretty cool. Now, he also has a, a headbutt and a drop kick when running. His normal attack is a spin kick, which is so slow. It's not even funny. <laughs> and then he, when he's running, it's a cartwheel. Right. I think the cartwheel is his best. Yeah. Uh, when you are close, you can do up and B and do an eye gouge. Yeah, and this guy also, he's one of the characters that does not have a turnbuckle move, so don't even bother. Yeah, because that's back when not every wrestler climbed to the top turnbuckle. Right, right. I think nowadays you have to have one move off that top turnbuckle, even if it's something as lame as a punch. (laughs) And his special item that bounces across the back is a flame. Yeah, so grab it if you can. And then next up we have the Honky Tonk Man. That's right. He's got some great music on here. And another thing to point out about this game is that all of their actual themes are represented. Yeah, they did when a you're good, playing. good job. I didn't quite realize it at first until, you know, I heard like Hulk Hogan's I'm a Real American. I, re- I recognized it then. And I was like, holy cow. And of course, Randy Hulk. Savage has pomp and circumstance. Yeah, exactly. But back to Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, one of the best or more celebrated intercontinental champions. Had the longest run. Yeah, the pretty, longest uh, title. Pretty sure it's still... A record. And he was managed by the mouth of the South himself, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Still with us. Yes. And so is Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, good on them. Keep it up. He, uh, I I think he was just inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Possibly, man. I haven't, uh, don't necessarily keep up with that. Here his moves are pretty standard. Pretty basic? Yeah, he just doesn't really seem to have anything. You know, I think his only real special, what did he have, the shake, rattle, and roll? Mm-hmm. was his finisher but you don't see that here no you have a uh, i guess an elbow smash for your back attack which is i guess a little different oh but, yeah, yeah but otherwise uh your special item is a bouncing guitar that's right yeah. of course pretty sweet and then next up we have uh everyone's childhood favorite or the face of the company at the time hulk hogan the hulk hogan yeah he was the big good guy um he was the most popular wrestler in uh, the history of that time and Held the belt for what? Two years? Four years. Four, four years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the longest straight title run in a long time. I don't know where he was at his run. I, I feel like it was from like '84 to '88, but I, I'm I could very well be wrong there. And you are totally correct. He won it from the Iron Sheik in '84 and lost it to Andre the Giant in 1988. Okay, so I don't know. Yeah, this must have been coming off that. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, you get his special uppercut smash. He has a kick. Not even a big boot, really. Yeah, and he doesn't get his leg drop either. Now, say what you will about Hulk Hogan, but, you know, he was the face of the company at this point. And it's kind of odd that he did not have a a better representation in this game. You would think, yeah. Um, He does his little energizer as a golden cross. Yeah, because I guess he used to wear a cross necklace. Well, you know, he's saying his prayers. Maybe he should have got some vitamins. I don't know. Yeah, I would totally go with the vitamins. (laughs) Uh, One thing I did want to point out is he does do a body slam as his back attack. Okay. If you are... um, facing the opponent which okay. is not a back attack but it's the same combo of moves i was tried uh towards the end when i was playing as hulk hogan it was you know i wanted to body slam someone and pin them and while i was eventually able to pin someone i was never able to get a body slam to work with him or any character mm. well next up we have i think our favorite character in this game and that would be macho man randy savage that's right oh yeah 
Now, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, also best known for his representation of the Slim Jims brand. Mm-hmm. Or as Bonesaw. Bonesaw, that's and right. And Spider-Man 1, the Sam Rainey-verse. That's right, yeah. He's uh, one of the all-time greats, I think. Yeah, I mean, do you, if, you're not, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you know nothing about wrestling, well, kudos. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed you made it this far. Good for uh, you. And but you do know Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, sure, yeah. He was inescapable, and especially as the meme culture came about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you get his classic pomp and circumstances as you as you play in the ring. Yeah, uh, he's got a great theme. His energizer is a pair of shades. And the only thing missing is Miss Elizabeth at ringside. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you don't even have a crowd here, so you're not getting that. No, not at all. Now you do get a cool flying elbow uh when you do run off the turnbuckle yeah so they they at least got that right yes and i think he does do his elbow drop from the top of the turnbuckle as well as he should yeah uh, following him we have a another fan favorite ted dibiase the, the million dollar man the million dollar man one of the another great character um i hated him as a kid yeah so did i crumpling up money put it in their mouths so gross and so mean <laughs> i know it's gross um, here he's just another kind of generic guy. He doesn't seem to have a lot of, you know, I don't, his finisher used to be what the million dollar dream, but mm-hmm. well, I, this is, I think when he was really first coming into the company, cause they're in the instruction book, they play up like that. He can make anyone do anything for money. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, that's, uh, that he could even buy the belt cause he bought one of the smaller belts, I think off he, of someone. I know he had his own belt. Yeah. And then did he buy it from like Andre. He was working with Andre the giant at some point. I don't know. Um, and then he was always had uh, Virgil. Yep. His manager is a confidant with him at all times. Good old Virgil. Yes, sir. And then eventually his son uh, wrestled for a bit. One thing I did like about this character is that he got an an eye gouge as his normal attack. Mm, Yeah. Pokes you right in the eyes. Classic heel move. And then uh, he is also one of the few that can do a body slam. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Didn't see it. No luck here. And of course, his main revitalizer is the dollar sign. The almighty dollars. And then finally, we have the legendary... Andre the Giant. Anybody want a peanut? Yes. Uh, nowadays, probably best known as Vezik and the <laughs> Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a really good documentary that came out about him a year or so ago. I know. I haven't seen it. It's I've, very sad. I've Well, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I've heard good stuff, though. And, um, you know, he is your classic giant wrestler, uh, eventually replaced by the big show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they actually had the same pituitary gland disease, except uh, in Andre's time, they didn't operate on it, and that's what eventually killed him. That's right. There was a point. There was some surgery. I think he chose not to have because mm-hmm. I don't know why. But uh, it's great. The story of Andre the Giant is a, a long and sad one, unfortunately. Well, luckily, Big Show did have that uh, surgery, so he didn't keep growing. But right. he is still a gigantic man. Yeah, definitely. Now, Andre uh, doesn't have the biggest move set either. Uh, he's got a he's got a body slam. Uh, he has a big boot kick. Yes, and he does have a really cool headbutt as well. Mm, I know his uh, his energizer is a big footprint. Yeah, the big boot. So grab that if you see it. And that concludes all of the various characters in these two games. Now it's time for the review portion of our show, and of course we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave Pro Wrestling a 3.0. Okay, I went with 2.5, but pretty decent either way. I mean, the sprites are all pretty good, and they have... You know, a lot of different movements and motions they do. Yeah. Especially each of them getting their own special move that is animated different than all the other sprites. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like the fact that you also have that cameraman, you have a bit of the crowd, and you have that referee moving around in there, too. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, The music's decent, but... Yeah, it's not amazing, but it is good for early Nintendo. Yeah, the only problem is there's one song, and you're going to hear it every time, so it gets... That is the downside. Very repetitive. And then uh, as far as WWF is concerned, I also gave it a 3.0. Okay. Mainly on the strength of the music. Yeah, the music is good. I do not like the sprites at all. The lack of any background or crowd, you know. um, See, I I thought the sprites, while weird, were kind of charming. I think they look 
like old men. I think they look dumb. I I would like them to be enemies. I'd be I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I went with a two point five because I yeah think... I could see going closer to that of of course as well. Next up is play control, and I gave pro wrestling a three point five. Yeah, I went I went with a three point but I could go. You get a lot. You a variety a, of moves. In you there. have a lot of moves, and once you know what you're doing, they are not hard to pull off, for the most part. Some of them require a little finesse, but overall, like, I could always do what I wanted in a grapple and out of a grapple. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, other guys would beat you to it, but other than that, I do think your some of your moves, like your normal kick or whatever, you do feel a little slow, but that's... I feel like that's all wrestling games for the next 20 years. Kind of, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it, but the variety of moves is really the big thing here. It pulls it the root. And in contrast, I gave uh, WWF a 2.0. Okay, I went with a 1. A <laughs> 1. I couldn't barely do any. I couldn't even walk around these fat guys enough. It was disgusting. I think part of that for me was probably playing two player, which you know gave me a little mm-hmm. more leeway around. And then I was able to get on the turnbuckle with everyone, I guess, as whereas you were not. <laughs> I got that one pin once. But I was also given the opportunity to run at it like four times in a row as my children were wandering around, <laughs> figuring their moves out as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's not good. And then we have the challenge factor. And what did you rank, uh, pro wrestling? Pro wrestling, I give it a 3.5. Okay. I gave it a 4.0 just based on the, its reputation alone. Yeah, I mean, especially at the end. Like, there is – well, okay, one thing we, we didn't mention that I used as much as I could, especially towards the end, is there's a kind of a cheat where if you're running at an opponent in pro wrestling, the computer will always move up to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. So if you're at the top of the ring, you can just hit them with a running move every time. Oh, even that even said, I still couldn't get uh, using that. Whereas like, I'm just going to do the same flying crossbody with Starman every time. But it, it apparently does so little damage and you take so much that it's still really hard. So I don't know. And then for WWF, I, I, I gave it a 3.0. OK, I didn't know how to rate this one because it's I don't know if it's just the play control or uh-huh. the actual game. You know what I mean? Like I gave it a 4.0 because I could not do anything right. But that may be saying more about me or the controls than the actual challenge. It was a tough to. Yeah, it is tough to say because I just didn't want to play more. Of this <laughs> <Right>. game. <laughs> the real challenge is the mustering the willpower to go on. That's right. Yeah. And then finally, we have theme and fun. And uh, what did you rank it on pro wrestling? I give it a 3.5. Yeah, as did I. I, I we actually had a, a really good time playing this. I mean, mainly it was two-player. And mm-hmm. in that mode, like I said, we went through all of the wrestlers, and my kids wanted to try them all out. The same could not be said for the other game. Right, yeah. Um, with pro wrestling, I actually felt like I was wrestling, like professional wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have the different the, the movement, the Irish whip, everything. There, there's even a certain amount of pacing that it, it mimics out of the mechanics of the game that mm-hmm. make it make sense. So I like that. Agreed. And then what did you rank uh, the fun and theme factor for WWF? 1.0. Oh, I give it a 2.0 because uh, I did have a little bit of fun going through all the wrestlers, hearing their music and attempting their their various moves. I, I like the music. I'll give it that. But uh, but it's a testament to the fact that my kids were forced to play against me. Like I was like <laughs> after one match, they're like, eh, I was like, come on, I need someone to play against. Come on, guys. To, yeah. Share the load. So, Nick, I asked this question at the end of every show and I'll ask it twice this time. And oh. We'll start with a. Uh, WWF. Okay. Should you play this game? Uh, no. No, you shouldn't. Uh, agreed. Um, watch a little bit of playthrough, and that'll give you everything you want to know about it. If you want to prank someone or punish your children, that's the only time you should get this game. <laughs> and then for pro wrestling, should you play this game? I think so. Yeah, I think it's definitely um, an interesting title, and it's a point in the early Nintendo history that should be looked at. Well, especially when you compare this game was like two years older than WrestleMania, and it's mm-hmm. way better, you know? Um the graphics might be a little rough around the edges these days, but... And we forgot to mention, this is the birth of A Winner Is You. Oh, yeah, Winner Is You, yeah. So just so you can say you've seen it all natural and where Starman and the Amazon come from, yeah. you, should, you should check this game out. Sure. Because really, when you play this game instead of the other one, A Winner Is You. A Winner Is yeah. <laughs> Next week's game will be Alicia Dragoon for the Sega Genesis. So grab a copy of that game any way you can to find your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you 
thought WWF WrestleMania was a good game and you want to fight about it, you can challenge us to a match at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll read that and we'll do the match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we are a mighty tag team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So watch out. Uh, we've been known to smash a baking sheet overhead. That's right. <laughs> and a drunken rage in our youth. But trust us, we're probably pushovers these days. I wrestle like the Sprites look <laughs> yes. in, in WrestleMania. I'm sure I do as well. Now, um, of course, you'll probably tell us all about all of this on Facebook at Cartridge Command or on Twitter at Car Command, where um, I've actually tweeted one or two things that aren't just updates to Ooh. when the show comes out. Hot dog. Uh, as I slowly figure out what the Twitter is about. It's a complicated world. It is. But, you know, every week we must go out of our way to thank those awesome and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. The price of gas is going up. And uh, sadly, I have to drive to another city to record the show with my best friend Nick here. (laughs) I don't mind doing it one bit, but it certainly helps that there are so many people out there willing to give us a little bit of their hard-earned cash. You know, not Ted DiBiase numbers, but... You know, we, we appreciate every little bit we can because it helps us uh, pay for the shows, hosting, our gas and seeing each other, and anything we need like that. So, guys, thank you all. Thank you so very much. Yes, indeed. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, game on! on.